This is Harry Day. Welcome to Too True to Lie. I was just waiting here on my chair in front of my computer in the Big Black River studio where I had to mop up dog pee and then I was sitting here doing research and it still smelled like dog pee. So I had to find the, uh, I can't say it because I want to keep this uh, clean, the citrus spray. <laughs> if you know about the citrus spray, you know that it has a, uh, a more practical yet dirty name for it. And citrus, you can almost, it rhymes with citrus, but I'm not going to say it. My friend Brian knows what it is. He, I heard it first from him over at the lake house during duck season. But we're not going to talk about ducks, and we're not going to talk about dog pee, and we're not going to talk about citrus. I pushed play for background music for this, and it, it didn't... It started, but the volume's so low, I can't hear it. Man, there's always a hitch. Now it's going to be loud, so we're going to have to adjust it, guys, so just... Bear with me. Golly. Technology, right? So we're going to play this throughout the episode. It won't turn down. My sound system is so ratchet. <laughs> it's so janked up. There. Now it may rise up later. If you listen to the show, you know the troubles I have with my sound system. But I've tried other sound systems for my computer and they just sound horrible. And, and this system here rocks out. It thumps the walls. But you just can't keep a steady control on the volume. But if you recognize the music, you might recognize that it's circus music. But we're gonna narrow it down even further and we're gonna talk about clowns. There went the volume. Gosh, dog. At least it's early in the show. <laughs> and I was sitting here waiting to push play and push record on these two items so I could talk and the music would play. I was waiting to do that because I was trying to remember why I chose to do an episode on clowns. Because it was going to be on something else. And I can't remember what that was either. I guess it's remarkable I can remember my own name. And I can. Which is good, I suppose. So I, I know who I am when I'm lost in the mall. <laughs> or wherever I am. Usually when I'm lost in the woods... My name doesn't matter. I'm hopefully at the top of the food chain. If I'm armed, I am. If I'm not, you never know what you run across in the woods. However, and you know what? That could, in a way, tie into this whole clown episode that I'm doing that shouldn't go very long because there's only so much on the history of clowns. But... You know, there was that time a few years ago or several years ago where clowns were just like, you'd be going down the highway and look over in the woods and there'd be a clown just standing there. 
there was a, a story about a guy in a deer stand and a clown just kind of walked through the woods. Just people in clown, full clown makeup and regalia. Which is weird, you know, people were getting freaked out by clowns, even older, you know, non-children. It's the same damn song. But, that's at the end of the show. <laughs> the history of the clown. The most ancient clowns were found in records to be in the 5th dynasty of Egypt, which would be 2400 B.C., that is 2,400 years before Christ, there were clowns. Unlike the court gestures and the modern clowns we have, the clowns traditionally served as a socio-religious or psychological role. And traditionally, the roles of, and they weren't known as clowns then, the roles of this character were played by priests which I find bizarre, but really, people, you know, Catholics might see it <laughs> as very fitting. So, you know, the priest of an ancient civilization, or a pre-Christ civilization, if they had the jester-type character who was somewhat of an entertainer, the priest did both roles, and there was a reason for this. You know, the clown character developed from this, this early character, which was a rustic fool. And that derived from ancient Greek and Roman theater, which was not as old as 2400 Egypt. I wonder what the Egyptian clown would be like way back then, and I wonder what their lifespan was like. What if it was shorter than your typical Egyptian, but longer than an Egyptian slave? Tear down the pyramids. Anyway, um, in anthropology, the term clown has been extended to comparable jester or fool characters in non-Western cultures. It says here, a society in which clowns have an important position are termed clown societies a.k.a. California, Oregon, Washington, and a clown character involved in a religious or ritual capacity is known as a ritual clown. Never heard of it. And typically it was played by someone in the church. That's just so bizarre. Uh, the word clown was first found in English in 1560, and it was based on rustic or boorish or peasant. And the origin of the word is uncertain with the uh, hierarchy of words, but they think it comes from a Scandinavian word that's similar to cognate or clumsy. Or, ah, a combination of cognate and clumsy. Hither, thither, Clown is used as the name of fool characters by Shakespeare, especially Othello and The Winter's Tale. I've not read, read, read any of that. I hear they're pretty good. Um, I hear they're hard to read, kind of like William Faulkner. The sense of 
Shakespeare's clown refers to a professional or habitual fool or jester. And soon after hitting the uh, 17th century, the 1600s, the clown as a fool or jester started growing and you would have them in cities and areas and theater and shows. Now let's jump across the pond during this early time. Native tribes in the Americas had a history of clowns. They didn't call them clowns, but it was similar. Their act was somewhat of a clown. Um, I could have sworn I pasted in their names, and I don't have them, so I can't tell you. Uh, it, it was like a mystic, not a medicine man, but there was a, 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 a type, usually just one in a village, and not all villages had them, but a type of backwards fool who did it on purpose or was touched uh, from an American standpoint. But there was a clown from Canada that derived the Canadian clowning method. And he combined the European clown method with the Native American clown method. So he had done this in the probably the 18th century. Maybe going into the 19th, but I doubt it. And the tradition called for clay masks with closed eyes. And the mask had a medicine wheel uh, painted on it. It didn't turn. It didn't, didn't act like a wheel. But it had the uh, representation of a medicine wheel on the face. And apparently clowns would create personal mythologies, I guess from their imagination, that explored their own personal experiences or the tribe's experiences. I had something for the names, and I'm glad I don't get paid for this show or sponsored because I can I can be so unprofessional while trying to guess why I'm doing something and trying to wonder where the information I just read 10 minutes ago is, and I can't find it. Such is life. All right, so we're going to head back to the typical Western civilization clown, early clown. They had two types of clowns. The first was the white-faced clown, also known as the white clown. This clown held the highest status in clown hierarchy and is one of the oldest clown archetypes. In modern times, the white face or white clown performs with other clowns, but he's the top clown, the straight man, the quote, top banana, or leader of the group of clowns. He leads the show, he dishes out the, you know, the quote, pain, unquote, or humiliation. White-faced clowns use clown white makeup, complete clown white makeup, no skin tone showing, all white, everything. And then, Features are usually painted with a little bit of red, but mostly black. The white clown traditionally costumed more extravagantly and wore a ruffle collar, 
and a pointy hat. If you've ever seen the old paintings of the white clown with the black uh, hot dog, curved hot dog shaped smile painted on his face and black eyes, blinky eyes, all white. But he had the uh, ruffle collar and pointy hat. And this was the archetype uh, lead clown. And it led to the evolution of the clown suit. So then came along what was known as the August clown, which was taken from another language, I believe, Italian, I'm not sure. Uh, accompanying the white clown, you had the red clown. There, there's a hierarchy in this in, in clown society. <laughs> Have y'all ever watched Shakes the Clown? The Bobcat Goldthwait movie? It was one of Adam Sandler's first movies. Shakes the Clown. Find it, watch it, don't watch it with your kids. A lot of language. Uh, they stay in clown garb the entire movie as if that's their life. You had the party clowns, who were the drunks, who did kid parties. You had the redneck clowns, who were rodeo clowns. And then you had the mimes that nobody liked. And everybody would kick their butts if they saw them. I think Robin Williams even had a big part in that movie. Anyway, the red clown. The red clown was usually the butt of the jokes to the white clown. In the August, in, Europe, in, the, Europe, in the European circuses, the Augustes or the red clowns were really not described as clowns technically. They were not instigators, but the recipients of the comical doings. The Augusts were the ones who got the pies to the face. They were squirted with water. They got knocked down on their backside or however. They would sit in wet paint unknowingly or they would have their trousers ripped off or pulled down. The joke was on them. The kids and people in the stands laughed. The white clown was the hero of the clown setup. <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> it is time. That was a squeaky chair, wasn't it, guys? It is time for some... I wonder if they play the same song over again. Yep. It is time... It's not loud enough. For my... And they never sent me any tea. For my... I can't even think of the dang tea. It is time for my Arizona green tea break because I just breathed down my own saliva. <laughs> oh, that's cold. Nice. Cold front's coming next week, everybody. I'm in the south. We're really looking forward to the cold front. I'm not looking forward to seeing clowns in the woods, but I'm always armed in the woods, so the clowns need to be looking out for me in the woods. <clears throat> Where were we? The base color for the red clown makeup is red, no way, or flesh tone. The eyes and the mouth are circled with white and highlighted and traditionally lined in black and then more red paint where necessary. The red clown usually wore baggy plaids accented with colorful polka dots or loud stripes or all of the above. 
They had wide collared shirts, long or tiny neckties. They had crazy wigs, oversized noses, and shoes. How did they even move? Who knows? If you've seen them do it, they're professionals is why. Well, they wouldn't be in the circus. I don't can't remember last time I went to circus. I imagine it was 30 years ago or more. Um, speaking of the circus, the circus clown was developed in the 19th century, the 1800s. The modern circus was derived from Philip Astley's London Riding School, which opened in 1768 in Europe. He had some of the top equestrians or horse riders in the world. And between his acts of equestrian uh, spectacularness, he had clowns. He added the clowns to go in between shows to amuse the spectators and keep them from getting bored, keep them in their seats for the next and the next and the next you know, act that would come out as they went along. That was the predecessor to today's circus of uh, exotic animals and trapeze acts and, you know, all the, you know, the clowns with their little cars and, you know, all the fun stuff. Tiny dogs. I don't know why I said tiny dogs. Um, the American comedian, a.k.a. clown, George Fox, became well known as a clown in the 1860s. I would imagine the late 1860s. I wonder if he fought in the Civil War. I don't know. Tom Belling Sr., who was born in 43 and died in 1900, developed the Red Clown after Doomer August's clown, the original Red Clown, in 1870 and acted as a foil for the more sophisticated White Clown. Um, at least it wasn't a black clown, you know, they, they could have easily just been racist back then, as they were anyway. Um, Belling's costume, the red clown, became the template for the modern circus clown, or children's clown. And it was based on a lower class man, down on his luck, or hobo character with red nose, white makeup around the eyes and mouth. Oversized clothes and shoes. The hobo somehow was was really copied in a very far fetched, outgoing, overblown, colorful way for some reason. When basically a hobo was an out of work man, you know, just traveling around the country looking for food and maybe a little bit of work. That was during the Depression, in the 1930s, if my audience didn't know when the American Depression was. You probably do, if you took history in high school. Um, I'm almost to the end of this dang thing. No, I'm not. Never mind. Uh, by the 20th century, the 1900s, the rustic simpleton or village idiot type character began to disappear. And the uh, North American circuses developed characters after tramps and hobos. I guess there's not a whole lot of difference, except the tramp or hobo didn't act so silly. He just was like luckless, I would say, hapless. Examples of this early circus clown 
was Marceline Orbs, who performed at the Hippodrome Theater in 1905. Famously, Charlie Chaplin's Tramp, who did not wear, he wore white makeup because he was making movies. And See, the thing with all these early talkies, not talkies, pre-talkies, these silent films, when they were shooting black and white movies, if they had tan faces, they didn't show up on screen very well. And so they were like white, white makeup on their faces. Watch, watch movies, silent movies from the teens, from the ni- late 1900s, the no- late 1915 to 1919 and early 20s, and see how white their faces are. That's makeup so you can actually see their face on film. I thought that was very interesting. But Charlie Chaplin was was the little tramp, but he clowned around. He wasn't he wasn't typically a, a clown. And then there was uh you know, Charlie Chaplin did the tramp in nineteen fourteen. Oh wow, it was early. Then there was Emmett Kelly who started the character Weary Willie, based on hobos during the Depression and became well known. The most well-known of all, besides Charlie Chapman, was Red Skelton in the early 50s, who created Dodo the Clown. It was a uh, tragicomic, which means tragical comic character, who he called a funny man with a drinking problem. And he had his own show on television later, and was very well-known, and very loved, because he was a very uh, kind and... uh, Gosh, what's the word when you give philanthropist man? That sounds so dumb. The way I said it. Um, so now we're getting more into our years almost. We're getting into the 50s. In the United States, there was a clown known as Bozo the Clown. And you're probably thinking of the TV show. Let's roll that back. Bozo the Clown was an influential August character, a.k.a. Red Clown, Ever as, as far back as the mid to late 1950s, the Bozo Show premiered on television locally in 1960 and nationally on cable TV, as they called it, in 1978, which would be the one we know. Now, McDonald's derived its mascot, Ronald McDonald, from the Bozo character in the 1960s and a man named Willard Scott. I wonder if that's the same Willard Scott that was on TV later. Willard Scott, who had played Bozo from 1959 to 1962, became Ronald McDonald in the early 60s for the television commercials. That character was trademarked in 1967. And then someone else was him. And so now, based on the Bozo Clown, see, we're talking about the evolution of clowns. Have you caught the drift of going from your rustic rubes of Greece and Rome to your red clowns of the United States? I wonder what they'll evolve to uh, in 100 years. Who knows? They're getting darker now. And that's how we're going to end this. Even though I don't like to end things darkly. But it's not going to end with murder. As far as I know. Unless someone busts in here and murders me real fast. Uh, oh, I've got... I hope you enjoyed the new intro music. 
which I have yet to to uh, edit, but I know what it's going to be. And I found a good outro song for this, which should be really obvious when I'm talking about clowns. But it's not Send In The Clowns, because that's just sad. Um, so we got the Bozo template. There goes the dang volume. And the Bozo Clown became the customary birthday clown who would perform at parties. And it also spilled into the, you know, the circuses and and where, wherever else. Where, where else do you see clowns? I mean, the rodeo clown now hardly looks like a clown. Um... But the whole birthday clown thing started in the 1960s as mainstream and 1970s, depending on what part of the U.S. you're in. And I had a strong association with the, with the bozo style clown. And then from that derived the children's entertainment hospital clown, also known as clown care, for hospitals where clowns would go in and cheer up children in hospitals. This was in the 1980s. Also in the 1980s, the Clowns of America International was formed in 1984, I guess for clowns to <laughs> meet in Vegas and clown around. And then in 1987, the World Clown Association was formed. And both associations are filled with members that are semi-professional and professional performing clowns of every variety. Now imagine mimes fall into it a little bit. Uh, you've got to watch uh, Shakes the Clown, y'all. If you get the chance. It's, it's tough to find. It's, it's a cult style, cult favorite uh, movie. I've seen it a bunch of times. My friend has the DVD. And it's just, it's over the top hilarious. Um, good luck finding it. it it's going to be difficult. You might be able to rent it on Amazon. That's, that's your best bet. So, now we're in our modern times, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. Gosh, we're past them. We're in the end of the 2010s. It's 2020. And this year has just so malperformed. I don't know how else to put it. I know people who have had way worse years than mine. Mine have been pretty bad. I've been lucky with my work. I've had a lot of metal work. But, you know, personal and social things haven't been real awesome. So let's uh, bring in the clowns, right? The shift of the August or Red Clown character from his role as a foil for the White Clown in Circus moved on, this is in summation, to the bozo-derived standalone character in children's entertainment by the 1980s, which soon gave rise to the evil clown. <laughs> there was that movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Anybody remember that? There's uh, Stephen King. Gosh, dog. <laughs> the volume. There's Stephen King's It, you know, came out. My kids love it because it's not that scary. Um, and it was easy for 
the entertainment industry to pull off the the evil clown because they they use the attraction of clowns and not that kind of attraction. They use clowns as being easily scary towards children, especially younger ones, because childrens are fundamentally threatened and frightened in nature, by nature, by clowns. Not everybody. I mean, I know a 20-year-old girl who's my goddaughter who is just totally freaked out by clowns. I saw it happen trick-or-treating. I was taking her and her friend and my son and daughter trick-or-treating in her parents' neighborhood on the four-wheeler. And we stopped at this house, kind of, you know, it was about eight or nine. Most people were done. And there was a clown at the top of the driveway. And I stopped and let the kids get out and run and get candy. And, and she would not get off the trailer. I was pulling behind my four-wheeler. She wasn't she wouldn't having it. And so kids came back and got in, and the clown was slowly walking down the... I mean, he was dressed well. He, he was a full-on bozo-ish, you know. He was kind of a pink clown. He was, he was, I bet no one has professionally thought about pink clowns as being a cross between the red and white clown. But that's what he was. He was, because he was fully white-faced and no skin tones, but fully dressed in just the crazy colors. He's slowly walking down the driveway, and Blaze is yelling at me to go, go, go. She's screaming, if you don't go, I'm, I'm running. And so I finally just, you know, I go. Well, she obviously has coolrophobia, the horror of coolrophobia, which is the fear of clowns. For some reason, it says particularly circus clowns. Uh, they're so generic now. They're all they're all the same fashion, as far as colorfulness and paint. But uh, yeah, the evil clowns and the clown movies, and then you got the clown posse and these bands that kind of roll with that, except they're dark. So strange, the clown. I wonder if they wore paint in the, in the in the early days when they were Greek and Roman. Maybe they just smeared ashes on their face and just did silly stuff. You know, this didn't get into gestures at all. Harlequins were coming around the 17th and early 18th century in uh, Britain, but I really didn't post. I didn't copy paste that stuff. I was going through the the evolution of the modern clown. And I feel like I covered it pretty good. Let's see what time we got here going. We are going 30 minutes, that's pretty short. But, you know, that's the way it goes. So, even though it is hot as the surface of the sun outside these days, let's stay cool. And let's be friendly. Let's say hi to our neighbors. Let's call and keep up with our relatives. And let them know how you're doing and ask how they're doing. Spread the love. When you see strangers in interaction at stores, 
going in or out or at the register, or even at a light, you know, nod and smile. Spread a smile. Smile to someone. They see kindness. They pass it on. It, it happens. You ripple it out. That ripple effect I always talk about, the ripple of kindness ripples out when you're kind to people. People just want to be treated nicely. So do it. There's no reason to not treat someone nice unless they just give you a total reason. But I'm trying to I'm trying to rise above, you know, the negative and I'm staying positive and I'm calling for peace, love, unity, and above all, as we all know, my fifteen hundred listens out there, my was it twenty nine countries? And a majority of the states, I've had at least one listener. I love you guys. Someone in Ireland is listening to this show uh, regularly. I love you. Thank you. You know, I have friends and I have my buddy down in Hattiesburg. They listen to my show. I guess they still listen to my show. Um, You know, if this is a new one to you and this seemed obscure... And like I didn't know what I was doing. You're right. (laughs) I'm obscure. And I sometimes don't know what I'm doing. But I do know that if you send out that ripple of love, that ripple of kindness, you will obtain peace. Tell me some sense of